Welcome everyone to the Middle Brow Zeitgeist. This is where we dive into topics that are topical and are current and that people care about. It's really a public service at this point. We're providing a lot of service to the public. The first thing that we're going to talk about, Pete, is Taylor Swift was recently named Person of the Year. Oh my God. Does she deserve it? Does she not? And who else would you give it to, if anyone? I don't want to put you on the spot. I'll give you my take first if you'd like. All right. Yeah, you go first. I'm giving Taylor Swift person of the year. Absolutely, unequivocally, she deserves it. And in no small part because another thing that I'm really interested in and I'm really kind of obsessed with is Spotify rap. I love Spotify rap. Do you have Spotify or do you have some other platform? I do. I have Spotify. Okay. So you hit your rap every year and it gives you all your data, tells you who you listen to the most. My number one artist for this year was Taylor Swift. Really? Believe it or not, it is I mean, I believe it. It's wild. I don't understand. Well, neither do I. I mean, I went into this year thinking, okay, this is the year I'm going to like dive into Taylor Swift and see if if it's any good and listen to it and so forth. Oh, so this is like an experiment. Right. But I was still surprised when she showed up as number one on my- What do you uh, think of her? Listen to- Oh, she's all right. Like it's probably like three songs out of ten are really good. Yeah. Maybe maybe more like three out of twelve are really good and the rest are- eh. Forgettable. Yeah, she's uh, she's very popular, so uh, people like her, and uh, a very it seems like a, a very specific and broad group of people like her, and uh, I think maybe it's just because it's I don't know I don't I don't I don't I don't know it's it's like it's like music that's not for me right it's like it's like country pop for teen girls or something sure so no, it it's is. like it th- is. Th- this this music does not speak to me and I don't have any problem with it not speaking to no. me and you know I think she deserves Perch of the Year too. Probably just because of the amount of money. And it's weird. The staggering, staggering amount of money that she brought in this year through her highly publicized and highly covered in the media tour. Yeah. And then like her, her, like her movie or whatever. I, I'm, I'm sort of surprised when I find people who are like really into Taylor Swift and I'm like, you are like, what? Why? And like, I don't know. I just like the music. And you're like, okay, but why would you spend eight thousand dollars to go see her or whatever? No, I I get that. But so so but let's let's pause for a minute, Pete, and ask the question: Who else would you give Person of the Year to this year? And here's my short list. There's seven people on my short. Okay, list. before you give me your short list of seven people, what are your criteria? Is it it's not it's not a particularly good person or a wealthy person? It's just like the most talked about person. Yep. We're not given the Nobel Peace Prize. Right, right. So the, the, so the morality has nothing to do with it. Nope. Just who captured? I mean, really, it's a it's a uh, distillation of our concept of our top three that do we we do at the top of our flagship show, the Middlebrow Culture Warrior, which is what captured your attention the most this year. What captured our collective attention the most? Which is yeah. why not Taylor Swift it, for me. There's a lot of years where Donald Trump probably gets that award. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But so Taylor Swift, that's that's kind of my criteria. And it has to be in the United States of America. Right. We're, this is local. <laughs> this is local. Number one, Sam Altman. Who? The uh, lead spokesperson for ChatGPT. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That guy, that guy that got fired and then brought back that dude. I could see giving it to Sam Altman, but he's a white guy and there are reasons to pick people other than white guys right now. So fine. Sure. Don't give it to Sam Altman. Beyonce? Yeah, it seems hard to make the case for her over Taylor Swift. It's like the same thing. And Beyonce seems to be on the decline while Taylor's on the ascension. Uh, 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 I'm not so sure about that. Beyonce is on the upswing. The problem is her her 
big album was released last year, not this year. Uh. But Beyonce did the same tour as Taylor Swift. I don't know about the numbers, but I'm guessing Beyonce's numbers were relatively similar to Taylor Swift's. Maybe Taylor Swift took a little more. They were both on tour this year, and I don't think Beyonce did anywhere near as well as Taylor did. How about Elon Musk? He purchased Twitter last year, so that was a last year thing. Yeah, he hasn't done anything this year except descend into weird racism and conspiracy theories. I buy that. So Elon Musk is out. Leo Messi, perhaps. Messi, Messi's not bad, although I don't, I, I get coming to the Florida and all that. Uh, mm. Here's mine, George Santos. Tell me why. He's compelling as shit. Like, who even is this and why? People that just get up there and you realize that there's nothing about them that's real. I know someone like this. I have an acquaintance who's like this. And it is, it is bananas to just like uncover, like, wait, that was all made up? You never, what? Why would you, huh? Why would you say it like that? Oh, you never did that? Oh, oh, you didn't? Okay. Like, like there, there are people that I think they, they're, they're trying on stuff, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm, it sucks not being accepted at parties. What if I tell people I'm really smart by dropping my college around? So they do that. No one cares. And they get a little bit of social benefit. It's nice. It's like, it's like I went to a good school and I didn't even go to school, right? Like this is kind of how it goes and they get enamored of it and they start doing it and it works. So they just do a bunch of them. And that person's like, dude, I don't know a thing. George Santos has been in the news. He had a spectacular fall from Congress, an unbelievable local news story in New York. It is just, it is a fascinating onion. And, and I have no, I, I don't know a thing about him. He is a complete, what, what does he really do? I know he maybe comes from Brazil, but like, I literally don't know what else. Where did he go to school? What's his job record? Did he do that? Mm-hmm. Where, where did he get mm-hmm. his money? How did he? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. No one knows. He's he's on like 27 charges, like felony charges. And he's like doing cameo TikToks and smiling and waving. It's bizarre. It is one of the most uniquely American stories I can imagine. I can see your point how George Santos is kind of a man for the moment where we're in this kind of post-truth, post-fact reality where whatever you claim goes and whatever you say is true is true. But at the same time, George Santos got kicked out of the, the Senate or the House or whatever. House, yeah. House. He gets but that's kicked. the first time in, I don't know how long that's happened either. George Santos gets kicked out of the House. And so it's hard to call him person of the year when he sort of lies his way to a position of power and then ends yeah. up losing that yeah. because no, of his right. lies. He's a captivating person, but calling him person of the year puts like a gravitas that is completely undeserved on this sideshow. Agreed. The only other candidates I can come up with are sports figures. Shohei Otani, he signs a $700 million deal, but he didn't do anything with the Angels, so I don't know. Yeah, and he like didn't play the last two weeks of the season. It was kind of nothing. I mean, I think the idea is that Otani is going to be the person of the year next year. Sure. But the other one is Megan Rapinoe who goes to Women's World Cup and misses a penalty as they get knocked out. And then she plays her final game for O.L. Reign and in the final, and she gets injured like 15 minutes into the game. She doesn't get to finish the game. So it's a total disaster for Megan Rapinoe, who could have gone out on the highest of highs, and instead she goes out on the lowest of lows. Um, I yeah, don't think sucks. she deserves it either. So is there anyone coming anywhere close to Taylor Swift level other than Beyonce is close. You have to give it to Beyonce to come close. But is there anyone close to Taylor Swift for person of the year? Putin. Jeez. Putin, maybe Zelensky, Netanyahu. Netanyahu. It's not Joe Biden, which is interesting. No. I think I think it's Taylor Swift. Just like in the whole, like, because because you're trying to, to describe it as zeitgeist, which I think is true. I'm yep. trying to, th- like, instead of trying to think too hard, I'm trying to think kind of broadly, like, okay, what are, what are names that I heard 
unendingly this year. The Titan submersible sub. So the submersible sub is a big one, but there's no person to name. Yeah, there's no person. Because it was like that dude, which is kind of an irresponsible thing. But as yeah. an event, uh, that was seared into my imagination. Absolutely. thought of that. It's just such, it's just such a horror show. Oh, but what, a, that, what right? a news story. And you're a news guy. So what a news story. Yeah, for the year 2003. It's just, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I think, I think Taylor's unbelievable rise, coronation, and total obsession by the American people is 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 unique and weird and, and probably deserved. And frankly deserved. So we give it to yeah. Tay-Tay. All right, so I'd like to touch on another Zeitgeist topic, Pete, which is the total and absolute complete fucking chaos that has replaced what, in hindsight, was the benign simplicity of the cable TV era. (laughs) Back when Ma Bell ran the country and we had it all figured out. It is absolute madness now. The different streaming platforms and the different services that you can buy and the YouTube TVs and the Fubos and whatnot. Pete, what do you do if you want to watch the game? Who the fuck knows? You are using friends' passwords. You're texting your friends for their multi-factor authentication. You're signing up for free trials of Fubo. And what the fuck is happening? Yeah. You don't know where to watch the game. And fuck, if if it's a baseball game on a failing regional sports network, you're even more fucked. Oh, it's you know, There's no way you can even get that. No. So Byzantine. We're all, we're all paying. Like, how much are we all paying for our various streaming services? Who knows? We're paying more than cable cost. Right? And I've got a meme I want to read here. Hold on. This is from Instagram. Let me pull it up. So here's the meme I want to read. This is from somebody called at Brett Redacted. And there's an option to follow this person, which I didn't take. So quick, quick question. Says, is it redacted or is the name redacted? No, it's a, his name is at Brett Redacted. Okay. So it's not like it says at Brett and there's a black box. No, 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 no. Okay. He says, I had Showtime anytime, but they got rid of it and told me to get Paramount Plus, which I already have, but I do not have Paramount Plus with Showtime, and my account is ineligible for an upgrade to Paramount Plus with Showtime because it's tied to my free Walmart Plus account. Maybe cable was okay. (laughs) And I feel that every time I want to watch the game because it's total fucking madness. I don't know what the hell to do. I don't know how the fuck much I'm paying. It's just total chaos no. uh, in the post-cable era. It's like it's like the medieval ages. It's like it's like it's like a series of warlords, right? It's like everybody has their own thing. It, this can be streamed, but if you like the Mariners, we don't stream it. You can only get this. You can pay money and stream the broadcast. What's the broadcast? It's just radio. Okay, how can I watch it? Well, do you have Root Sports? Is it on channel six hundred and twenty-eight? You know, like it's just. And, and everyone is different. Like there, there needs to be a, a, a great organization that happens, a coalition yep. that comes together yep. that creates some standard and measures. So, cause oh, you're right. My God. So here's, here's what I do. Let me tell you, let's just talk quick about quick rundown of expense. I have Comcast cable modem. I do not have Comcast cable, oh, but you I have, have cable modem, cable. which costs me, right. I don't know, hundred bucks a month. Then, I mean, that's your, inter- that's your internet. Charge. That's my internet. Okay. But yeah. I pay YouTube TV so I can watch live sports and news if I need to, and that's $70 a month. Okay, so if you get YouTube TV, a lot of these problems go away, or Fubo, or something. YouTube TV is the best one that I've seen because you can- It's so good. And you can cancel it quickly. Like, that's the other thing, too, is like, after the Seahawks season's over, I'm going to cancel it until baseball. And Pete, neither of us is working. 
And no. so we can't afford YouTube TV is what I'm saying. Ah, uh, yes. So if you get YouTube TV or Fubo, most of your problems are solved. Yeah. But if you don't, you're totally hosed. Oh my God, it's so confusing. But the, but the other thing is, is like, okay, because I have three kids and you have kids, I have to have Disney, which I do. I have Disney Plus. I also have Hulu because I like to watch old TV shows. Now- and You got to have- you got to have Max. I don't have it. That's the one I decide. I don't have Max. I don't have Paramount. I don't have Showtime. And I'm cut off from so much of the world. But I don't want to have add. Netflix. I do have Netflix. Yeah, uh, I have Netflix. Netflix you really I have think, to have Max. Yeah, I feel like I do because there's a bunch of stuff I want to watch in there. But it's all like just adult. Like there's nothing well, but in there's... It for, for my kids. No. Like it would just be it would just be uh, it would just be me. No, but there's that new uh, True Detective coming out. Yeah, no, I like I like that. a bunch of their stuff. They got all kinds of good stuff. All the good stuff. They do have good stuff. I, although I hate that dude. I hate Warner. What's his name? Zaslov. That guy needs to be sewn into Who's a that? sack and thrown in a river. Who's that? He's the CEO of Warner Discovery, which owns HBO Max, which is why I took away HBO and just started calling it Max. He's like one of the major drivers of all these strikes. He's an absolute piece of garbage, and so I hate giving him money. But at the same time. I don't want to, I, I don't even, trying to boycott things is almost is almost impossible now. Like, I, I don't want to screw over these great writers and actors who are doing all the best, you know, high-end, golden age of television stuff. I want to see it, but I don't want David Zaslov to have my money, you know, so it just sucks. So you've made sense of this by essentially paying for HBO Max. So you must be paying like 150 bucks a month for all these services. I really I really don't know. And now but see now Disney and Hulu are together, but I'm in that dude's position. I have Disney and Hulu. Can I cancel one? But if I cancel one, does that give me a limited version of the other one? So I really need to have both. So now I'm like, wait a second. I'm, 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 it's like inception. I'm like six offers and partnerships deep in something. I have no idea who I'm paying for my content Seriously. anymore. And I've dropped Disney Plus for the time being. Yeah, because that's, that's the one I feel like I have to have. Well, so my kids don't watch Disney. They only watch YouTube. But Is and, that right? And like, yeah, and live sports. But yeah. I feel like I have to have Disney Plus if there's a new Star Wars show going on. Yeah, Star Wars. That'll you got to catch that new content. You absolutely have to have it. You got to be there for that when it gets released. So anyway, it's totally fucked. That is fucked. I'm sure it's more money, less convenient, and there are huge swaths. I don't even understand where things are happening. There's all kinds of great mind, life-changing drama, comedy, whatever happening on you, and I'll never even know. So the other Zeitgeist topic, Pete, that I'd like to raise. One thing that's changed dramatically in, let's say, 2022, 2023, but the big shifts have come in 2023, is tipping culture. Yeah. So you show up, you order something, you know, sometimes you don't even talk to a person. You work with some iPad interface and it prompts you to tip. The most frequent instance in which this is happening is counter service. You go and you order something from the counter and you they flip the iPad around to you and you have to decide whether to tip 18%, okay, 20%, good, right. 30%, it's just like acceptable. You know, it's just like, what the fuck? You're prompted. I mean, tipping culture is changing dramatically. And are you changing your tipping behaviors, Pete, or are you keeping them the same? Have you ever worked for tips? Never. 
Oh, well, I worked for an ice cream store and we would get tips, but it was bonus on top. But of you were not in food service or a bartender. Or I was never like dependent that. on tips. Okay. At being someone who has, the system is unfair. If I were a server right now, I would be furious at this because I think, I think tipping is, you know, they're like, it's America. Like it's a, it's a uniquely American problem. It's like born out of racism and America is all about you pay for whatever kind of attention you want. And so like, I, I have always been into tipping in very, I don't want to say strategic, but like intentional ways. Like you want to over tip your bartender because you want him to know you, you want him to like you, you want to get your drink when no one else can get their drink. Cause it's busy. You know, you want, you want that person to be like, Hey, I know what you like and here it is. And there you go. Right. If you've got a place or you want your, you know, the person who get you your coffee in the morning. You're always going in there, whatever. So I can see over tipping those people. But once you make that everything, you know, like I'm happy to over tip 30% on my coffee to the same dude who gives it to me at the ferry. You know what I mean? Like, cause that mm -hmm. dude's just out there, this own little business kicking ass. And I love him. So here you go, man. Here's an extra $2. Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But now when you ask for it for everything, it's like, I got to say everything. no to people whom I have. There's like no transaction here. I, no, I, there's no transaction. Basis. There's no service. Yeah. Right. And so it's the, the no transaction thing is hard, but then if it's at a place that you like, now I'm back to this thing. Like, do I have to tip here? Because I come here, there's, you know, there's a little, um, there's a little kind of bodega markety sort of place that has food around here that I like to go to. And they've got this tipping thing and it's like, well, I don't feel like I should tip you for this. Right. Cause it's, I just pick it up myself out of the counter and go up to the top and get charged. You're making me my food. I suppose I don't tip McDonald's. So that's interesting. So I wonder if for tipping for you, it sounds like, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, Pete, but is tipping for you a way to gain some future good or benefit? In other words, am I tipping in situations where I will get something. In other words, I'll get my service faster or when I come back here again the next time or, or, or I'll get my drink. When, you know, I'll get to step up and order my drink when all these other losers are still just sitting at the bar and able to order. Is that? I, I, think, I think generally, but it, I, I, I tend to tip and I tend to give better tips for those. So I, I think I, I don't think that my only reason is to do it, but it's a big part of it. Yeah. So for me, I, I wonder if maybe the solution to all this tipping madness, you're tipping at places that historically there has been an expectation to tip because in those places, the tip is kind of factored into their compensation. So if you go to a restaurant, you assume that they're getting paid like $3.50 an hour and then the, the rest is from tips, right? And so you have to tip or else they're getting hosed. Or you go to like a barber shop. And you say, I'm going to, you know, you're not getting paid much, but your, you know, your compensation assumes that I will tip 30%, which I will at a barbershop if the haircut is good. And frankly, it's a know, high it's level not. of personal service. Yeah. But if the, but, but it's more about historical precedent. So if the, if the tip is already factored into your compensation, then I'm willing to continue to tip. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, who do you think you are asking for tips? It's more of the interloper tips. Like, uh, I'm sorry, you shouldn't be asking for tips here at the post office or wherever it is. Right. You know? Or wherever there's just counter service. Right. I will say, Pete, what I'm taking from this is that we don't have any very significant uh, insights or answers into when to tip and when not to tip. Would you agree with that? I tip on personal service. Personal service. Well, okay. So there's some tipping. Like, think of it more like it's uh, commissions. It's like commissions. Sure. Like, okay, you're in sales. You don't make a lot of money selling cars, but if you do sell a car, you get a percentage of that. And here's here's how that makes sense for you as a living, right? Well, so estate. you can do this. Sure. Or real estate, real estate, right? The the 
every white lady's second job. And then like you can just kind of get this cut of this money. Tip tipping is just a commission. If the bartender is is charming and makes a good suggestion and gets you something, he gets a commission. They get a commission. If if the person who is my waiter is really good and that doesn't mean, you know, whatever whatever being a good waiter is. Like I I happen to be one of those that like looks for like efficiency in waiting. Like I want to see that I'm being thought of and my stuff's there. I don't want you to be I don't want you to do your tight five for me and my family having dinner. You know, let's just kind of get through it. But like, yeah, those are commissions. I feel perfectly good about that. Mm-hmm. You don't earn a commission making office jobs at the, you know, an ATM should not be tipped. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to say, but like, you know, the, it's, it stuff seems like it's part of the work. Like if you're a good waiter and you work hard and get good tips, it's a very livable job. That's how it feels. It's not otherwise. That's how it feels now is that the ATMs are about to start asking for tips. Honestly. Yeah. Automated services, automated computer services. And it's like, hey, is there any chance we could get a cut of these fees? So let me ask you, Pete. Ask me. Pete, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Quite a bit. Yeah, but quite a bit is not really an answer. Daily? No. Uh, I bet you I think about the Roman Empire two times, maybe three times a month. Two to three times a month. Is that not a lot? It feels like a lot. And what facet? What aspects? Because nobody ever asked that question. What parts of the Roman Empire do you think about? Because you're a history guy. Well, yeah. You're thinking some, about Hellenistic Greece daily. Yes, certainly because foundations. But I think mostly in I think about the Roman Empire in juxtaposition and in concert with the American experiment. Like whenever we do something, I think about the Roman Empire and I think about like, oh, this is how it went from Republic to Empire. This is why the Romans cared so much about corruption. This is why the Romans fell apart. Where are the Romans willing to stab Caesar for trying to take power again? All those kinds of things I think about. But it's, uh, you know, it's a few times a month. I don't think about it. A few times a month. So so three to four times a month, you're saying. That's once a week. Okay. Okay. Once a week. Once a week. Okay. I think about the Roman Empire never. Really? Yeah. Not even in like concert with the United States is like a juxtaposition of where we are with a set of rules and laws and empire. I think about it if I'm watching Gladiator. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Okay. I never think about the Roman Empire. Interesting. But you think about it once a week. Sure. Which is probably below average for men if we believe this uh, trending topic. So for our listeners, this is essentially a TikTok viral moment where women are asking their boyfriends, is how often do you think about the Roman Empire? And these guys, these boyfriends, these husbands, whatever, are showing up and being like, I think about it every day. There was a, a one that I watched where a news anchor and the, his uh, female counterparts were like speculating about how often he thinks about the Roman Empire. And when it finally came down he was like 10 times a week you know it's frequent it's a lot people these men twice a day for the working week yeah twice a day twice a day assuming you don't think about the roman empire on weekends although they're probably thinking mostly about the roman empire on weekends well yeah but people are thinking these men are thinking constantly about the roman what empire. is it why why is rome such a big deal i don't know because i'm not a history guy i never really took a lot I mean, of history I am, and you I'm, are a history i totally guy. understand why rome is a big deal i don't know why rome is on dudes minds more than greece or more than colonial Spain or colonial England. I have no idea. I don't know why Rome. So Pete, you're thinking about the Roman Empire once a week only because you're thinking about other empires so much that you only have room for once a week for Rome. Is that right? No. I think it's more like Rome is such the analogy to the United States and that whenever there is big news about the United States, Rome is like an interesting precedent example. So give us a concrete example. Caesar. 
is an amazing concrete example. So Julius Caesar, beyond being a, you know, you know who he is or whatever, like from Shakespeare, like what Caesar did is he went and raised a private army and he went out and fought for the good of Rome and then came back, brought his army with him, brought his army into Rome and stood there and tried to become emperor. And the rest of the Senate absolutely slaughtered his ass for it, right? And like that led to them becoming an empire. So that's an interesting idea in light of America's recent news. Like, okay, how did Rome go from having a Senate, a Senate pro tem, basically alone atop to having an, an aristocracy that was not part of part of the Senate? I mean, there was all kinds of like Rome is such the founder's blueprint. And that's specifically what they said and wanted. And they tried to improve upon it. So whenever you think about the United States devolving into chaos, the United States democracy is becoming less or we're becoming more corrupt or more immune to these things, like the Roman Empire is the place you look because over... The place you look. place I look. Not the place one looks. If you take into account not only the male but the female population. It's a terrific historical example of what the United States is. The United States is a much smaller faster timeline than Rome, but it's not dissimilar. And Rome got distended and got messed up and screwed up at home and had this tiny cult, the Christians, who kept taking over everything and how the Christians were different than the Jews. And while they had worked with the Jews, they couldn't work with the Christians. And there was all kinds of problems. So there are our stats. TikTok. Pete is once a week. I am zero times a week. Hey, thanks for listening to the Middle Brown Multiverse. If you'd like to join our army of subscribers, you can do so at patreon.com slash multiverse. There's a free option or a paid option that gives you access to bonus episodes that you might enjoy.